Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. You are listening to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Today I'm going to talk about how to initiate sex. I've noticed that I've been delinquent in answering questions. My apologies. Things have been very hectic in my life in a good way. I've been my practice been full for several months now, and I had multiple launches with different courses and workshops, and now I have a Farsi podcast as well and a Farsi Instagram account. And although it's very rewarding and awesome to be able to reach a broad audience, but time management at times becomes challenging. But today is all about you. I'm going to answer one of our listeners' questions about how to initiate sex. We're going to talk about what to do when you realize your partner is kind of communicating with other people on social media. And the other question I had was about how to last longer in bed. We're going to answer those questions, but the majority of the time we're going to focus on teaching you different ways that can help you to initiate sex in a way that feels comfortable for you and your partner and your relationship style. But before I tell you more about that, I have an invitation for you. There is this wonderful sexual wellness app that they contacted me a few months ago, and I recorded a collection for them on incorporating sexual novelty. And my collection with them just got released this week. I get contacted a lot by different apps, but I li- what I liked about their app was that they had many of the colleagues that I know and respect talking and teaching in their platform. So when I listened to Fee Collection, I, I loved it so much that I accepted to do this series. But what's great is that they offer my listeners 14 days of free trial. They usually have a seven days trial, but since I have two collections, one that's already released and another one that's coming up, they were so gracious that they offered the 14 days free trial. The collection that just got released about how to incorporate novelty in your relationship. So if you are curious, you can follow the link in our show notes to sign up for the free trial. Let me know what you think if you end up listening to it. You know how much I love talking about adding novelty. And I talked about some of my favorite tips and tricks that I use on my own marriage and I teach my clients on that. So let's go to our topic today. So one of the listeners, she contacted me and she said that my husband always waits for me to initiate. How do I tell him I want to feel wanted sometimes too? As I mentioned that this is such a common challenge for couples in long-term relationship. I see a lot of couples coming in because the person who's been initiating, they feel resentful, they feel rejected. In this case, it seems like this listener, she feels that that she wants some reciprocation, which is wonderful. So it doesn't seem like their partner is 
rejecting them. But oftentimes, I hear from my clients that when they make the make attempt to be sexual with their partner and their partner says no, they feel horrible because they don't see it as their partner not wanting to have sex with them. It's just more personal. It's about my partner doesn't want me. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me, which in reality, it could be number of different reasons that someone say no. But this misunderstanding can cause so much more challenge in people's relationship. There's so many reasons that might lead someone to say know if their partner is initiating or might lead them to not initiate. Number one reason is some individual, they have responsive model of desire. What it means is that they never going to almost never or never, uh, they might not feel the spontaneous desire. So most of the time, even in the best case scenario, they feel neutral. And it's hard to initiate sex when you're not feeling sexy or you're not feeling desire. But what these people need to know is that sometimes for these individuals, what research shows that when you start foreplaying, when you start engaging some kind of a sexually charged behavior, then desire shows up after arousal shows up. So it's important to know that. I never want people to have sex when they don't want to. I grew up in a conservative community and one of the messages I hated was that when there was this either conscious or unconscious message for women to kind of think as sex as a chore, that if you're not having sex, then your partner will leave them, will leave you or will leave them. I don't want you guys to do that, but if you're noticing that you're never in the mood But when you are starting foreplay, then that's when the desire shows up. There's nothing wrong with you. And that's just how your body responds. So it's important to know that about yourself. So kind of we can talk about how, if that is your case, how you can plan to initiate for sex. But the other reason that sometimes might lead to people not want to initiate sex, which is another very common situation that I see that in the past, we had some sexual dysfunction or challenge. Maybe erection, loss of erection. Maybe sex became painful. Maybe when we're starting, we just get triggered and just don't want to have sex. And it just left a bad taste in our mouth. And we no longer want to have sex with, with, with our partner because that experience was so negative that just discourages us to encourage in any kind of sexual play with our partner. I have clients that after because of what happens, then they now rather to masturbate instead of having partner sex. So that that could be one situation. The other situation could be that we are resentful of what's happening in our relationship. Sex is could be one of the few areas that one of the couple might feel powerful. They feel so resentful, mad, frustrated because of what's happening in the relationship that when their partner initiates sex, 
they just don't want to be sexual with them because they feel unsupported, invalidated. So sometimes us not wanting to have sex, it has nothing to do with our sexual desire or us not wanting to have sex with them or just not desiring our partner. I know this is one of the fear that people have, but I just wanted to put, put it out there. For majority of people, though, it's just not having a good sexual plan in place. Because early on in a relationship, sex tends to be more spontaneous. So both people are coming in with the mindset of, I'm going to have sex. If you're going on a date and you haven't seen your partner, you know that there's going to be a possibility of having sex. So you are more primed for it. But in a long-term relationship, it requires more intention. I'm going to talk about how you can hack some of these things that I talk about and plan accordingly so you'll be successful in your relationship with your partner. First couple of things I wanted to mention is that if you had a sexual functioning challenge, if that is the continuous challenge for you, maybe it's a time for you to seek some help around that. As a sex therapist, I've never had this experience that when someone is really struggling with a sexual dysfunction, then not addressing it will lead it to go away. The sooner that you're asking for help, whether you're going to a sex therapist, your physician, urologist, gynecologist, the better you will resolve that. If the relationship has a challenge, so your sex life is not at a place that you want because of the relational challenges, then addressing that, that would be important. The roadmap that I'm going to talk about, it's more for couples that they have like maybe desire discrepancy, they have different sexual scripts. So adding these tools and strategies can be helpful for them. If you would like to implement this, make sure you are listening to this episode with your partner or you're sharing it with them. So let's think about different styles, relational style. Some people are doing great with kind of direct communication. So if you know that you and your partner, you like each other, you desire each other, you can simply ask. And I know that sounds... That sounds so too simple, but sometimes our partners just don't know what we're experiencing. We want to kind of show some indirect interest, but we don't want to put out put ourselves out there. So if you're one of the couples that more direct kind of like asking is, is the way for you, then uh, that might be the way for you. If you are part of that couple, my invitation for you is that if your partner asking you, directly and you're not in the mood and you know you don't want to have sex, it's completely okay to say no. But my invitation for you is to kind of come up with a time that you will be yes. You can say, honey, right now I'm too busy with this project. Right now I'm too stressed. Let's let's have sex tomorrow. How are you feeling about tomorrow morning? Will you be up for a date tomorrow night? So they know that you're you are a no right now, but there will be a yes. So it's not a rejection to them. It's more about the circumstances that might not work for you. Another situation is that sometimes you might actually want to have sex, but you have this script in your mind that, like I see that a lot in actually in female, that I want to be courted. 
I want my partner to initiate sex because the script that I grew up with is like women are always needed to be courted. I hear that a lot. And I hear from their partner that they say, like, I want to be feeling desirable as well. Similar kind of in the similar to the question that the listener asked. For these couples, there's few ways that we can problem solve that. One is taking turn initiating sex. That is really, really important. I always tell people that it's important for you to be courted and that's something that your partner wants. Then it's important to create a plan on who's going to initiate next and how would that look like and how would initiating would look like. Another suggestion that works really, really good for couples in long-term relationship is having a specific sex date on your calendar. I know, I know many people already are just like kind of not excited about this. They say like, who would want to have the scheduled sex? But hear me out. What I mean when I say scheduled sex is that you have this time in your calendar that dedicated to you and your partner. So you know that perhaps Sunday morning is erotic time for you and your partner. What I don't mean when I say that is that you're going to have intercourse. Because you might not be in the mood for it. There are a number of different reasons that might lead for you not wanting to have intercourse during that time, including our physiological responses, lifestyle. But what we do is this is the time for connection between you and your partner. So during this time, you can have a menu of options that you discuss from the past that help you and your partner to have some kind of an erotic exchange. Many of the couples I work with, they they do things like kind of erotic massages. They do fingering, using toys, watching porn together. Whatever that feels adding money to the erotic bank of the relationship, those are the things I want you to do during that time. If you are, you feel like you're limited on the options, you can download the list of more than 100 ways that you can engage in kind of a sexual exchange with your partner. Right now, it's it's a list I curated. The list is in the show notes. You can just do it with your partner, kind of read it with your partner and see what might feel might might feel uh, tempting. So you you create this menu together. Another thing that you can do if you prefer more indirect way of initiating is having some kind of a ritual or sign for your partner. One of the couples that I work with in the past, they had this very fun candle that whenever one of them lit that candle, it was a sign that the other person is open to have sex. It's less direct, but still less vulnerable. That worked so well for them because it gave the sign to the partner and then that was the invitation that they were doing with their partner. So they know that what comes next possibly. Another less vulnerable way is you can write it. Like you can write sexy note for your partner. You can send send them text messages and see, kind of test the water and see what they might be interested and be in the mood to do. 
try your best to think about what works for you and for your relationship. If you are more direct, then maybe direct ways can be better for you. One suggestion that I have for everyone that listened to this is that make sure that if you want to engage in any kind of sexual experiences, you're setting the scene a few hours before. So make sure that you're starting the process of foreplay and building anticipation way before you're touching your partner. That way you can prepare your you you and your partner's mind and body because one of the things that's missing for many couples in long-term relationships is that psychological stimulation. You might know what works for a lover's body as far as physiological stimulation, but what's missing is that spark and that excitement. And that's something you can do, whether through seducing your partner, through sending them racy pictures, like naked pictures, sexy audios, whether it's kind of like sending them, making suggestive moves. So whatever that can add excitement, I'm, I'm telling you that's going to pay off for you long term. If you have a routine that works for you, ritual that works for you, and your partner, please let us know so we can share it with others. Okay, so let's go to the next question. This is a question that came from a female listener. She said that, do you have any content about how to handle partners liking other people's sexy IG pics? We have a great relationship and I recently went snooping on his follows and have been a bit disappointed. I don't want him to think he's under a microscope, but I also am hurt and already deal with insecurity. Well, what I hear that this listener does that's very powerful is like they take ownership of their own emotions. They're not saying that you you disrespected me or this person wanted to hurt me. You're, you're focusing on your experience in this situation. My invitation for you is to think more about what is the meaning of your partners liking other people's pictures on Instagram to you? Because another person could have the same experience and they might not read into it. There is a story there for you. It, does that mean that my partner noticing other attractive people? Does the story I'm telling myself is that my partner is looking for other attractive women online? So it's really important to do a little bit of investigation with yourself and, and notice that, that what's the messaging for me underneath? And where else did I feel this? Many of my clients, they share with me that when they have jealousy, insecurity, all of these reactions, this is something that has, that has been, it has been with them for a long time. So it might not be even related to this relationship. It could be an old wound and addressing that old wound is important. But what you can do right now is talk about your relationship agreement with the partner. Do you even have a relationship agreement? Do they know that that is something that bothers you? When we grew up in different families, people have different understanding of what's okay and what's not. And if for you this is painful, you can talk to them about that. That it is something that I don't feel comfortable you're doing, that it, it makes me, I feel sad 
when I see that. And it's really important to focus on like your primary emotion. So sometimes people say, when you do this, I feel angry. And angry is a secondary emotion. And that can create a little bit of distance. But when you say, I feel sad, when I notice this, you're not attacking them. You're just talking about your experience and that can be powerful. And also, I I want you to have your own back. So have this conversation with your partner. Do a little bit of kind of investigation of where the story coming from. But also, if you are not kind of suspicious of your partner, if you're not suspicious of their fidelity, my invitation for you is not to look through their stuff, not to do snooping, not because it's bad or good. It's just a matter of thinking about what kind of emotion I want to have in this relationship. I want to be able to have trust. I want to be able to have connecting, connecting a strong connection with my partner. And if this behavior that I'm doing, is it helping with that or hurting? So if this is not the signal that would say that this is a pattern, then we're just not searching for these things with kind of like having your own back with not looking through stuff that can help you to protect yourself from that part of you that feels insecure. I hope this helps you. I'm glad that you're reflecting on this. And if you need more resources, let us know and I would be happy to give you more information on this. The last question we have is from the male listener. They said that, is there anything a guy can do? Try last longer sober. I appreciate any feedback. There are tons of things you can do. But before I I tell you about that, I want to talk about that uh, arousal gap. That is something that's very well known that an average, the time that men climax upon the after having intercourse is significantly shorter than the time that women need to experience an orgasm. Of course, it differs for every person, but I was looking at some research studies and it seems like for men, the average is around like after penetration, it takes around like five to six minutes before they ejaculate. And most women after intercourse maybe takes about 20 minutes uh, for them to climax. So we have this 15 minutes of kind of like the time that's kind of, that's a gap between male and female arousal if you're having heterosexual experiences. So there are a number of different things that you can do. I'm a big advocate for men helping their partner to experience orgasm first through whether giving them an oral sex or fingering or using a toy. So if you are helping your partner to experience orgasm first, it's reduced the pressure on you. So you will be able to last as much as you want. And you might not be worried about your partner and the entire experience will be significantly more enjoyable and pleasurable. Or you can kind of really build up the kind of like momentum for your partner and you only have intercourse when they're really, really turned on and they're like maybe a couple minutes before orgasm. Because for women, because of their anatomy, 
there's still most women are able to have intercourse even if they had an orgasm. Many women have the possibility and potential to have multiple orgasms. So maybe then the second orgasm can be something that you and your partner experiencing together. Other solution is that making sure that you are adjusting the position. So if you help your partner to kind of you already build up the arousal for your partner, for your female partner, then maybe you want to start with a position that you have access to their clit. So you can use the toy, you can use your hand. So you have additional help with building the arousal. Another useful strategy for men is to practice Kegel exercises. These are the exercises that you do to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. And you can search it online. You'll find tons of good Kegel exercises. And they're kind of straightforward to do. And it, it will help you to last longer. But it's like any kind of a, a changes in the muscle. It might take up to four to six weeks for you to be able to really practice it if you're practicing it daily. Many people love using delayed sprays. So delay sprays can also help you to last longer. If you are using delay spray, make sure you're using a brand that doesn't erupt your partner because sometimes people tell me that they use the ones that A, numb them out. So yes, they can last longer, but they feel numb. And sometimes that transfers to partner. But that's not the case for all the delay sprays. Make sure that you're experimenting with different ones and choose the one that that helps for you. And the other suggestion that I have is start from less desirable position. So don't start from the most exciting position for yourself. That could be the third position, perhaps, that you're transitioning to. Start with a position that's slightly challenging for you. So that that can be helpful. Additionally, the one thing that's really, really helpful is to practice on your own to delay your own ejaculation. What I mean is this is one of the well-known sex therapy strategy. What we do is that like if like zero is and I'm way far from ejaculation and 10 is I'm I'm ejaculating, masturbate until the point of maybe like you're at seven or eight and then stop touching yourself and wait until the kind of erection subsides. And then when you are at maybe two or three, start stroking yourself again. Do this for a few rounds. I tell people that maybe do it for like 10 to 15 minutes. So in this way, you're practicing, you're giving yourself practice to develop ejaculatory control. So that's also one of the other strategies I recommend. We had, I believe at this point, six episodes on this topic. So these are just like some quick tips. But if you want to learn more about the strategies, make sure you're going to our catalog and listening to the previous episode. I hope you guys found this episode useful. If you also have questions, make sure you're emailing them to us at drmoali at oasis2care.com. And I always would be happy to answer any questions that you have. I might not be able to do one-on-one question and answer, but I always answer them in the podcast. As always, thank you so much for being with us and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. 
Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.